Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. One would expect that the daily rate should be higher because the hairdresser can charge their clients more money. So that's where perhaps a refurb on a rather tired salon does make sense so long as you know it's in the right location. Hello, welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. Now, today I've got my good friend Linda Martin with me. Hi, Linda. Good morning, Jerry. Nice to see you. We, this is our third rodeo, is that right? Number three, yeah. 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 So we've been speaking about um, your previous project, which was, I'm going to call it Gatehouse. What's the actual name of that project? Uh, I think Every time you call it gatehouse, but it's but lodge house. Lodge house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there a technical difference there? I don't know. I think it was the gatehouse uh, for the former uh, Dunfermline High School back in the day, hundreds yeah. of years ago. That's probably why. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you an out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we know we know the building. Um, we've spoken about it before. Goodness knows what episodes they were. I can't remember. Um, but a really interesting project. But since then, you've moved on to the next commercial project. So obviously... That project rubbed off well and you enjoyed that and you're right, okay, I'm going to do this again. Yeah. So let's talk about that one. And first off, just a quick bit of context, what type of property are we talking about? Okay, so my commercial property purchase number two uh, is a hair salon. Yep. And it, um, I think it was built around 1950. Okay. And Not quite as old as the other. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and uh, it's at a busy junction in Dunfermline. Yeah. And uh, sort of surrounding uh, businesses are the likes of, uh, you know, McCall's, the convenience shop, uh, McCall's or Morrison's, can't remember which, um, Subway, Sandwich, that type of thing. So basically it's a really good location. Yeah. Uh, it's very close to uh, Dunfermline High School as well. So there's there's lots of passing trade. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So basically this this is a hair salon. Okay, so let's go through the basics. How did you actually come across this deal? Okay, so I did see a for sale board um, out the front of the shop. Right. And um, the surveyor uh, who I had, uh, who who brought the uh, previous um, property to me, uh, was also selling the salon. So I got on the phone to her and asked if I could have a viewing. And um, she actually said to me, oh, I didn't know you were a hairdresser. I said, not, I'm not a hairdresser, I just want the building. And uh, yeah, took it from there. Cool. So did you uh, did you approach her, are you saying, sorry, rather than her I, approaching you? It, it was a little bit of both. She, she, I had seen the sign, I called yeah. her and she said, oh, actually, I was going to tell you about that. Yeah, this okay, one. okay. So I think it's probably fair to say that the relationship I have with her um, helped because um, there were other people who were interested in right, the building. that's what I was going to come on to. So there wasn't a queue outside the door looking at it, but what 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 indication did she give to you about interest? Uh, she, she, she told me other people were interested. Yeah. Um, and she, 
I don't think she wanted to share too much information. So I asked the seller who was interested and then oh, she gave okay. me the direct answer. Yeah. Ah, nice. Okay. So when you went and did the viewing, I guess that was, was it open at the time? Was it out of hours? Or? Um, I think they were closing the shop. So it was around about five o'clock in right. the evening and it gave me a good opportunity just to see how the space worked, um, to see um, how many um, people, how many staff that the, the inside could um, accommodate really yeah. because you know the, the building is 48 square metres so it's not huge and in, in my head if I if there was four staff in there along with customers I thought I'm mm, not quite sure how that might work because I was concerned it might be on the small side mm-hmm. so seeing how they all interacted moved around the, the space was good right okay so what we have to establish here is is this a commercial property investment is this um, a don't like using the word landlord, but effectively a commercial property investor taking um, on a hair salon, or are we talking about buying an operational business? What were you buying? Okay, I wanted the building. I didn't want the business. I know nothing about hairdressing other than I go to the hairdressers to get my hair done. Yes. Um, And so I wanted the building because of the location mainly, Um, but the the seller was selling the business. Um, So... Um, and was that and was that clear, Linda? When you were when you brought, I mean, I'm assuming there's a for sale sign going up outside. Yes. Right. So the staff or or whatever they were or contractors or whatever knew this thing's for sale. So you go along and and was it clear that actually this is a business for sale or the property or were they being a bit vague about that? Uh, extremely vague. It wasn't clear at all. Um, so. Uh, and I think I was actually standing outside the front of the building waiting to, to go in for, for the viewing. And the surveyor who who was um, carrying the, the viewing out with me and showing me around um, said, oh, you, you do realise that you'd be buying the business. You're right, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, that floored me a little bit, yeah. Right. So what happened after that? Okay, so, well, so I said, okay, well, I th- we need to talk about this. <laughs> and... Um, I, I asked to see the, the trading accounts for, for the business <clears throat> um, because I, I thought that, um, okay, I, if I want to have the building, if it comes with the business and so long as the business is going quite well, maybe I can make this work. Yeah, okay. So you look at the numbers. Um, you maybe get to understand how the structure works. So so what was the business structure? Were, was everybody self-employed? Were they all employees? How, how was that working? Yeah, um, so the, um, the the lady who was selling had the shop for, I think she's about 17 years, and her own mum had it for about 45 before that, I wow. think. So it's been in the family for a long time. And her staff um, had been employed for, I think, 14 and 17 years, respectively. So that that was giving me clear green flags that I thought this was a viable business. Yeah. They clearly had a, a, a loyal clientele. Um, and the, I mean, the, the clientele um, are, are loyal because they, I think they're elderly. You know, this is not they've a huge salon. They've been going there for 45 years plus 17. Exactly. Yeah. They've been going to this salon to have their perms and their blue rinses and all those um, types of treatments, I guess, that they the Yeah, maybe we should like. give them that. Yeah, we should maybe have touched on that. So just in terms of the quality, we'll come back to the people thing, okay. right? So on, so the actual offer, let's say, of, yeah. the, of the product, it's 500 square feet or 40, 48 um, 48 square meters, yeah. yeah. And 
It's on a main street with plenty of passing trade and yes, traffic. Yeah. Um, it's single story. It is single yeah, story. Terraced. Yeah. Uh, no, so it's single story. It actually has a flat roof and it looks it's, it's almost like an Art Deco style of building. Yeah. Okay. And you've got um, a trading business in there. It's been going for a long time. There's employees. <clears throat> excuse me. And the offer for their customers is it's not a five star salon where people are going in for all sorts of treatments and, and they're all day and coffees and champagne and everything. Yeah. It's more um, functional. Functional is, is, a, is a good way to explain it. Yeah. Uh, is And basic yes. in a lot of respects. Um, I mean, it, it certainly it internally, the, the fit out is of a reasonable standard, but it's certainly not one of these high-end hair salons. Yeah, all right. So it's just, it's just I guess... To give people an understanding of how that works. But we need to come back to the people thing and what you're buying because predominantly people who are investing in commercial property are not necessarily looking for a trading business. And, and you know, my, my strategy with CMO is we do have a trading element, but it's a separate thing that sits as a tenant, really, mm -hmm. in all respects. And that's a strategy you've already used. So on this one, were you not thinking, um, I don't... I don't really want the headache of having employees and everything else. So how how did you overcome that? What, okay, what was the yeah, strategy? I, I, I thought exactly that. I, I didn't want that the hassle of having staff and yeah. having people on the payroll and being the person who gets a call on the Monday morning from one of the girls saying that, that they're not coming in because they're, yeah. they're sick and then it comes down to me to cancel clients and so on. I didn't want all that yucky operational stuff to, to deal with. Um, so... I had a conversation with the, the employed staff and the, the seller was present at the time and we did discussed exactly what they wanted um, and they wanted to be self-employed. So I said to them that I would do everything I could to help with that so that I could provide the building and they could be self-employed but pretty much had free reign to allow them to run their own businesses so that, the way they wanted. So that was already in their heads? It was. Right, that's yeah. a... And Big bridge covered. Absolutely, because always at the back of my mind was, I can't have these staff on my, my payroll. 17 years as well. 17 years. And also, I don't know the first thing about running a hair salon. Yes. So um, I, I didn't want it to be involved in that. Yeah, so I think that's why this this episode, um, I think, is really going to resonate with some people. Because initially, when you look at it, you think, um, I'm trying to find some more passive income, something that's going to be steady coming in. I don't really want to buy a functioning business that is effectively the full tenant. It's certainly not maybe one with lots and lots of interaction with customers. But now when you start unpicking it, um, it's we'll come on to the numbers in a minute, but it's a relatively small-scale entry product. There is a way of getting under the skin of the business and finding out that actually the employees are happy going on to self-employed basis, and there's some good, interesting reasons why they should do that which removes some of that operational stuff, but there's still utilities. And so maybe you should just talk through that element mm -hmm. where, okay, so now we're going more to, we're providing the shell, the building, and effectively you're renting seats. That's exactly it. Yeah. So the um, hairdressers and the um, lady who has the nail bar pay me a rent every week. Yeah. And... Um, I'm providing the building and paying for the utilities 
and music license. They yeah. never had music in 20 years, actually. They, they think it's a brilliant place to work now. <laughs> Not even a radio. And um, th there's no internet, <clears throat> excuse me, or, or Wi-Fi needed. And um, I provide the towels um, and all of the um, consumable type stuff. Yeah, okay, to coffee. keep it consistent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. otherwise somebody will be in with one set of towels and something. Yeah, I see that, right. So... You're effectively charging per chair. Interesting you mentioned there about Neil, is it Neil Bar? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a bit of diversity in there. Yeah. And, I mean, how many chairs are there at the moment? There are three. Yeah. With, um, there could be space for a fourth, but there are three, but only two are used. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's really not being used to its full potential at the moment. Um, and, and similarly, the ladies that work there only work there three days a week. Wow. And so currently they pay you for rent for three days or do they pay you for a full week if they just don't work it? They pay me for per day. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 52 weeks a year right? and then if they are not working then it doesn't matter so I still get the income Yeah. Um, they did try and negotiate with me on that and I said no I just yeah. wanted to keep it as simple as possible um, and the um, nail bar um, the lady who manages that she pays her rent as well and she also has there's a small beauty room in there um, so there's definitely ways to that I can increase that right. income further. Let's, let's, yeah, let's come on to that, op, op, um, optimising it in a little minute. Maybe we should just touch on the numbers. Mm -hmm. So we said about the size, 500 square feet. What what was the price? Uh, so I got it for £80,000. Wow, okay. And what's the, because we haven't had a full year, when, how, when did you conclude on this? Uh, 24th of May this year. Right, okay, yeah. so we haven't had a full year, but what is it looking like for the year end? Okay, so um, year end, the rental income should come in around £18,000. Yeah, that's not a bad return. It's not bad at all, because I do very little <laughs> to achieve well, that. Well, that's, that's, that's the next, but yeah, what are you finding now that you're six months um, into this, yeah, six months or thereabouts, what is the actual day-to-day -day stuff that you're having to do? Okay. Um, I do very little day-to-day. -day. Okay. Uh, so each of the girls have their own key and um, they let me know when they need uh, supplies, you know, top-top tea, coffee, toilet roll, that type yeah. of thing. Um, but I, I pretty much know now that every week we have enough for, for a month. And um, I actually thought that hairdressers, they would go through lots of cups of coffee, but that's not the case. So, so that, that, that is good, keeps <laughs> that to a minimum. And um, yeah, I'll just go and check on them to, to say hello maybe once yeah. a week, um, see how they're getting on. And I think they absolutely love it because for the first time in a number of years, they, well, for, first time ever really, they, they've not had a boss. Yes. And they get to run their own show. No, um I guess they've been working for a long time, but you know, you, you I get the, the in, in my mind thinking yes. sometimes in these locations there might be a little bit of um, animosity between people because a little bit like uh, the student flat where somebody's not keeping the milk tidy or there's towels <clears throat> lying, you know. The, yeah. I guess they've been working together for a long time. And if you introduce somebody new, yes. which I guess you're maybe looking to do. It's that dynamic, right? Yeah. And they have a certain audience that they currently cater to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Is if you're putting somebody else in that environment, yeah. what audience are they looking for? Okay, I have a story about on that okay. one, actually. <laughs> and it didn't end well. Um, so I did um, 
find another uh, lady who hairdresser and I thought she'll be perfect you know she was good with um, the older clientele and I thought this this is good because she'll be able to you know rent out another chair but the bottom line is that they just didn't get on and uh, her nature was very different and uh, I, I guess uh, as you've just what you're alluding to, to there you know introducing someone new into very established business yep. um can only go one of two ways. Um, so I tried that, didn't work. And that's maybe why part of me thinks, okay, maybe I don't need to introduce someone else with these girls who are currently working. Maybe another option is to, yes, introduce someone else, but they work on the days when other girls yeah. don't. Or have a barber, for example, to try and attract the male clientele. Yep. Um, so yeah, there, there are options, but yeah, I am mindful of that. <laughs> Personality issues will yeah, be put it down for to sure. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's great. So, so it's a good income for not too much effort. Um, what are some of the things that you are thinking about for the future for optimizing? Not just in terms of like maybe putting in a barber or um, another hairdresser, but the, the the nail. Is it nail? Sorry, the nail bar element. Is there other? Health and well-being that you think maybe could go in there? Has is the, is it got that kind of space? <clears throat> yes. Um, I don't think the space is particularly well utilised. Mm -hmm. um, there's a partition wall in the, there which has a, or, yeah, some partitions that have been put up to create a beauty room and it's not located in the best space. I, I want to remove that, um, you know, reconfigure the space um, I have had drawings done to put in uh, another room. Yep. Um, so yeah, I can optimise it, then come by um, putting something else in. Because I, I, knowing you, Linda, and what you do in your day job, yep. other than commercial, which is flipping property and making it look the real, um, making it really push the ceiling on, on the market price by doing such a quality finish, is that the temptation, I would think, when you're looking at this, is look at this raw canvas. I could do so much with this and beautify this space and make it so yeah. welcoming and homely so that lots of people will be like swarming to come in <clears> because <throat> it's such a welcoming space. But is that something yeah. that actually is going to work? Do you know what? You know me, me so well because that's exactly what I wanted to yeah. do. I think I was in week one and I was I on the phone. This. I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, could, yeah. I was on the phone to the architect. Right, this is what I want to do. What, what, what can we do together? I want to take... Tear it apart. Because 500 square back. feet is actually quite large. It's reasonable size. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I think because it's not, that the space is not being used to its potential at the moment, um, it, it just looks a bit, uh, yeah, it, it, to, to me, the flow of the space doesn't work well. Um, so I, the temptation very much is to create something new. Yes. Uh, however, I, I know that, that to do that, that's probably going to, cost let's say upwards of £20,000 I would imagine yep. and um, during that time obviously the business will have to be yep. closed and um, although I don't think the staff would be um, really not staff but so that the, uh, the, the girls would be disappointed to, about that being the case um, I just part of me thinks that you know there's a loyal clientele who are not really concerned about how so, it looks internally. Yeah. They just want to go and get their hair done, and um, yeah. So I'm just going to sit on that for it's, now. Yeah, it might fix something that's not broken. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I, 
I mean, even now, I haven't been to see the place, but even now I'm thinking about how you would maybe look to beautify the space. And it must be tempting to, to think, right, I can do all these sorts of things, but sometimes you've got to just say, do you know what, I'm going to take the lessons from this one and maybe go and do it somewhere else. Has that crossed your mind? Absolutely, it has. And I have seen so many opportunities where I think that's possible. And that's why I think this is such a, a brilliant, you know, um, type of commercial proposition because I think that the majority of uh, not just hairdressers but people who work in the, the therapy related business yeah. or holistic therapies whatever you want to call it um, they don't want the hassle of a building to, to manage themselves and they're just not big enough mm -hmm. they just want a small space and they want it to be um, functional uh, in the right location so they can attract that clientele um, and it's almost like the CMO for therapists. Yep, yep, yep. I think there's a, I think there's, well, we, we, we've both have success of that in our existing portfolio, but I do think there is opportunity there and, and maybe more on the high street locations to be able to do that product just out of interest parking how far away is parking from where this can you park right outside or you can you... you can you can park outside um most of the clientele don't drive anymore or on the bus and um or they're dropped off yeah. by the driver from okay. the the so cable. that's not critical i'm just thinking yeah. you know when you're looking for these deals because some people might be thinking ah this might be something i could get my hands around okay um location in terms of transport hub important but yeah. not necessarily loads of parking I don't think it has to have lots of parking. Ideally, they're, they're, they're yeah, if there's parking, great. If it's on a, a bus route, that, that's just as good. Yeah. Um, or near to the train station, that, that type of thing. Interesting. Okay, so are you now saying, um, I'm going into the hairdressing business and <laughs> 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 looking for more um, locations? Because interestingly, the whole piece that we're talking there about the design element if you did get a fresher slash empty vacant space, now you can create what you like. And, and have you looked at the dine? Have you when you've looked? At, so you said you spotted some opportunities, and I'm, in my head, I'm just thinking away. Right, okay, well, there's the usual stuff applies here. What's the competition doing? Um, and for me, it seems that from the outside looking in, that hairdressers flock together. I mean, Dunfermline, we, where mm. this, this is, there are a lot. A huge number of hairdressers. <clears throat> and I think are most of them probably run that way, where they're occupying seats rather than running the business. I think so, definitely nowadays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay. And, uh, I mean, on that note, in terms of what you can charge, um, I charge a, a modest amount so what, um, that's an interesting point. So what what's the range that you've seen out there in the okay, marketplace so that people I, have been charged? Okay, so I think I, I charge uh, £40 a day right. per seat. But I know that in other locations in the town, some people are charging up to 70, uh, 75 And I've also heard in, you know, in Kirkcaldy, which is a, a town, you know, seven miles yep. away, which is probably not as nice as Dunfermline as that. Well, maybe that's been a bit, bit harsh, but... I'm sure there's nobody from Dunfermline okay. or Kirkcaldy listening, Linda. You'd be <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to offend anyone. Okay, so I if, have If heard, you are, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> I have Other towns are equally as good. Go on, sorry. 
So I have heard that in Kirkcaldy, um, there are some salons which charge £90 per day. I mean, wow, that's a, that's a lot of turnover yeah. to get to 90 but isn't the, it? And this is the thing. So um, anyone, especially women, will know how much it costs to have your hair professionally coloured. Yes, it sure. Can, it can be a few well, hundred indeed, pounds. Yes. yes, indeed, yes. There's, there's the chair paid for, yes. Exactly. So, and that will, obviously, if you have a much more upmarket salon, yeah. one would expect that the daily rate should be char higher because the hairdresser can charge their clients more money. Yes. So that's where perhaps a refurb on a rather tired salon Makes um, does make sense, so long as, you know, it's in the right location. And yep. a lot will obviously depend on the amount of competition. I want to ask one operational question. You mentioned about towels. How often are they taken away? Who's cleaning them? Okay. What's the volume? Towels, um, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's incredible the number of towels that they seem to go through yeah. on a daily basis. Sure. That has surprised me. Um, but then they do have a number of clients. Yeah. And um, there is a washing machine. And the washing machine is on several times per day. Yeah. Uh, and then the towels are dried in a tumble dryer, which I don't like tumble dryers. I think, you know, they, they eat too much energy yep, sure. and cost a lot of money to, to run. So um, I am looking at options to maybe from a drying aspect yes. for the towels. And I've also looked at uh, disposable towels, okay, um, which you can buy um, and then obviously used once and then disposed of. Um, they're not too expensive, actually. But the, the girls seem to prefer the traditional towel. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Is that really the only thing or are you having to top up milk and coffee and all these things? I don't provide the milk. I let the girls get their own milk. Yeah. Uh, but I will provide coffee, tea, sugar and cleaning basics as yeah. well. They even clean the salon. So there's no cleaner necessary. Yeah, it's interesting. So this, would it be fair to say this is one of those things where, like most businesses, you can run one location can run it on the side, gives you a nice income. But actually, to make it into full-on business, there's some operational stuff there that could be grouped together with several locations to get that scale to be able to then have somebody else doing that so then you really are not included. Or indeed, if you've got an SA business that maybe somebody already is dealing with that type of stuff that they could potentially, I guess, look after the salon yeah, as well. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So it's once while you're getting started on that kind of road, yeah, you might have to do it yourself. But in time, scale will help allow you to um, make it more passive. Really interesting. Okay, just on the building, you said you went because you wanted the building, not a hairdresser's, yep. right? So there must have been a plan B, I guess, or even a plan A in your mind when you looked at this building. What what attracted to it to you if hairdressing wasn't necessarily the thing? Um, it was all came down to the location, actually, Jerry. Right. The, the location is, is so good that I, I knew that um, I wouldn't have a problem letting it out. So when I look back at what happened and my it, it, it was the, the perfect situation because I had um, a, a business or a building that was generating income from day one. Yep. I didn't have to wait and then... Yeah. Find refit it and hope that somebody is anybody going to turn <clears throat> turn up for this. Yeah. Exactly, um, but I did have that plan B. I, I thought that if um, if the staff, for example, were to decide that they didn't want to yep. work there anymore, um, then I thought, okay, well, I need to have my plan B, and the plan was to rent it to 
yeah, to, just to offer it on a to, to let basis. Yeah. Um, I do know that one of the bookmakers had moved out um, from a, a commercial premises close by and they were keen to get back into the area. So I did think I could rent, it, rent out to them. Interesting. But then plan B became plan A and you ended up buying this business and continuing. So the next, a next one, I guess, just the last bit here really will be, well, what lessons did you pick up from that one that you maybe are going to take to the next project? It's a really good question. Um, I think that um, if you are, there are two very different situations, obviously, if you're buying an existing business yep. or if you're buying an empty building. And um, where you're buying a, a, a building that has staff or the, you're buying the business essentially, um, the, the, the staff must be, they call it too paid Yes, or to, if you want to yep. continue having them as staff, or they must be made redundant, um, so that that was a learning for yeah, me. Yeah, you were you were lucky how that ended up going, because that could have become rather challenging. Yes. Yeah, I d yeah, because I, I didn't want it to have staff that yeah. I was managing. Um, that 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 was a, a lesson, and the other thing as well is probably to. Um, just be mindful of the length of time it seems to take for commercial conveyancing to conclude. Okay. That that took longer than expected. It took a um, a good four months. Right. I was hoping it would have been faster than that. And um, where the um, girls are concerned, um, I think that because essentially my income relies upon these staff paying yep. the, the rent and um, early on I built a good relationship with them um, to, to ensure that I would have that rental income from day, day one because it was a concern of mine that the staff could leave Yes, um, what, what with a new owner. Um, and they weren't used to doing that because they were, they were getting paid a, a wage effectively and they weren't used to actually running books and paying for, paying for the chairs. Did you give them um, did you do it on a weekly basis, a monthly basis? How how, how do they actually pay for them? Uh, so they pay on a weekly basis by standing order. So the money ah. just goes straight into my account so okay. I don't have to hassle with cash. Yeah. Okay, nice. But the, yeah, you know, to, to speak to your point about it being very different for, for them, they were extremely nervous about yeah. um, being self-employed. So I explained to them that I would be there to offer them all the support that or they help, needed, direction. yeah. Whether it comes down to you know how they you know completing you know accounts that that type yeah. of thing. Um, and did you then, have to? Did did they? Um, no, I think I just need to to counsel them through that and just yeah. reassure, give them a bit yeah. of reassurance that they, everything would be okay. And um, I assured them that they would be making far more money being self-employed than being employed. Yeah, and um, now they. Th there's no going back for yeah. them. They, they absolutely love it. It's yeah. interesting too because now there'll be advocates if you have the same situation coming up anywhere else. You know, rather than you telling somebody, look, this is the way that we hope to, if we take over this business, if you have the opportunity to do the same thing, um, actually point them to people that's already gone through that process, that, that will really help, won't it? That's a really good point there. So, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, last thing I should have... Um, I should have said about the numbers, was just the finance for this. It's a relatively small purchase. Did you do this one from cash, from sales of other things, or what, what, how did you...? Um, so I refinanced um, 
my CMO and was able to take the cash out of that. Oh, there you go. And on it goes. So is there any other ones on the horizon right now, whether it be CMO, hairdressing CMO? Have you have you got any others in the pipeline you haven't told me about? Oh, I never like to speak about anything until it's <laughs> in the bag, but I am looking at other things, yes. Okay. Um, if I could find What's a... episode four going to be about? <laughs> okay, <Linda? laughs> right. Put it out there to the universe. This is what I want. Um, so... I'm looking at a commercial to residential conversion, okay, uh, which I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll see, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, if I could find another hairdressers or a building um, that is already established, a business yes. basically, um, and do more of the same, I, I would. And I think that's what um, hopefully some of the listeners will be able to take away from to, yeah. um, our chat today. Um, be, because yes, it's very difficult to find commercial buildings, but it's maybe a bit easier to find established businesses that, mm -hmm. which are up for sale. Yep. And uh, as I've um, shared today, um, you can then turn that around so that you you have uh, you know all, all the the positives of being a commercial landlord, but with that guaranteed income f from a business that is good to go from day yep. one. Yeah. If it's done the right way. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you, Linda. I don't think we've got anything else that I want to ask you. Um, I just look forward to getting the update. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and whether, because it's the, this, this thing about there's some optimization to be done on this building, but it's whether you just leave that on the table right now. Because as you say, it's still early days and maybe upsetting the apple cart may mean you actually have to go back to the start and start the whole process again. And maybe the easier thing, because it's not broken, it's just going to get another one. I think I'll do that. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for joining me again. Thank you very much. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you.